Yerp. You have the fucking. Yeah, I did. Hey, this is what, 174? Yep, 175. Episode 174. Live in action. Podcast. Live. We're ready. You see it? No hangover. We got a special guest with us. Gang. What's good is Raf. What up, Raf? Tell uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Let them know. Let them know who you is. What's good? Just want to thank no no hangover. Let me hop on the podcast, showing love. My name's Raf. I'm an artist and brand owner out of Orlando, Florida. Supporting local brands. Gives you a little bit better aesthetic, gives us a little bit of a better setup. Um, if you need a haircut, a tattoo, want your hair braided, twisted, it's a one stop shop. No other barbershop in Orlando like it. So, um, you can play pool. Yeah, if you're in the Winter Park, Orlando area, come stop by. And that's 2240 Winter Woods Boulevard, 32792. Come get, come get your cuts. Yeah, so what's good, bro? How you been? We've been, uh, this one kind of happened, this podcast kind of happened kind of quickly. You and Jacob met, what, like a week ago, two weeks ago? Yes, about, that's about two weeks ago, right? Yeah, two. Yeah. And here we got two you on, so. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround. Yeah. Usually, you know, we got, a, we got a further of a feeling out process, but I was like, my boy's trying to be on. Let's get him on. That's hard. So. And you were, yeah, you were pretty adamant about it. He, Jacob was telling me when you first, guys first started talking that, like, you were hitting him up and, you know, you seemed like you wanted to be on, so. And, like and that uh, that sh- that match. goes yeah that goes a long way because it's like people have told us all the time yo let me get on the podcast let me get on the podcast but no one puts in the effort to be on the podcast you you know you called me you text me the next day was like hey can we talk about this on the podcast I was like shit say less like I'll set up a podcast you know because I mean I'm all about I mean Eric as well we're all about helping local brands and people like that just have an extra platform because everyone has a platform nowadays but sure. just to give people an extra platform. And yeah, you were adamant about being on, and I was like, yeah, let's get my boy on. I'm not gonna fix these headphones, messing up the hat. But uh, nah, it's just really, I think what we talked about was like, you know, the the Drake tape. Um, you know, I think just there be stop the Drake tape. That's really it. It's like you want to talk about the tape, relevant um, opinions, who gets to say what. Art's all subjective, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just so hear that, that conversation. What was your thoughts on it? When you first, like, you first listen to it, it comes out, you listen to it, you get through the whole album. What are your first initial thoughts on it? Honestly, I was like, I was already knowing what people were going to say. Yeah. But I get, like, certain songs I rate higher than others. But I'm looking at Drake as, you know, a playlist maker now. I'm looking at him as, like, an MC. I'm looking at him as a DJ, like, what he was able to bring from the Drake sound and mix it in with Yachty, Yeet, Chief Keef, Tizo Touchdown, like, Sexy, Caesar. Like, nobody was really expecting those features. So, off just being an artist and not being boring, like, you're not trying to just put out the same stuff all the time to where you could just, people could guess, guess what you're going to put out. Yeah, or it's like the same song, different beat. Yeah. 
Cause I feel sure. like a lot of artists do that. They have the same song 30 different times. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's, there's different type of artists. Yeah. It's, and a, it's a hustle to that. When artists do that, I feel like it's more of a hustle. Like, you know, they found something that works. It worked for them. They're making money off of it, getting streams. And, you know, rap has, it's, has that nature, that aspect of it. Um, you know, you're trying to put out as much music as you can. A lot of rappers really have, like, what, like a three-year life lifespan of, like, really being hot. So, like, you got to fucking cash in and really find your lane. And then, you know, if you find that, you can ride that for a while. If not, then, you know, you make your money and go do other things. But, I mean, Drake, I, 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 I felt like that off of that first listen of, of, of his new album, For All the Dogs, I liked it. Like, I liked it more than I liked uh, her loss after the first listen and a Certified Lover Boy off of the first listen. And those are albums that eventually grew on me. Her loss more so than Certified Lover Boy, but those are albums that grew on me. But he's appealing to uh, a global audience now. To your point, I mean, he's, you see him back in the DJ booth, uh, more life was considered a playlist. He put that shit out as a playlist. So I mean, he's been toying with these things for a while now, and like experimenting with it for a while now. So, you know, he gave us his rap stuff too. But this is what Drake is now. He's a global artist. He's you know, he's not just putting out shit just for one lane. He's putting out for music. So that's that's beautifully said, and that's that's so for me is like, how could I hate on an artist trying to serve? everybody and actually doing it at a level that nobody in the game has ever done it except like some some of the greats obviously and where we put in him you know so you have to reach back to start uh, comparing numbers for sure i mean going off of comparing numbers he him and michael jackson just tied yeah all time for number ones so i mean you're talking about like Arguably all time, yeah, all most time. Artists of all time for sure. So, and here you here you have Drake fucking tying him for most number ones. And he's probably gonna beat him. I mean, if Drake puts out any other song ever, <laughs> I guarantee he beats the record. If he put, I mean, he said he's gonna take a break, but if he puts out another album after this, I'm sure a song on there will go number one. I'm sure it will too. But he said he's gonna take a break from music for a little while, so I guess we'll see. And I mean, I feel like that's needed as as an artist as well, because like. You got to recharge. Think about just the amount of work, the body of work Drake has put out. In the last fucking, what, two, three years? Two well, the last two, three years, but even going further back, the last decade, Drake's owned the decade. Yeah. Like, Drake's been, it's not just relevant, it's who's been on top for that long. He ain't just a relevant artist. Like, oh, I hear about him every now and again. It's fucking Drake. Like, Drake. this man, like, Drake. he's in the fucking, I mean, the NBA, you know, like, NBA games, fucking listen, literally what anywhere. Your, what was your favorite song on on, on all, for all the dogs? If you had to pick, even if you got to give a top three, it's just too hard to pick this one. So for me, it's like it's crazy. It's like I I'll just say I have two. I have two different, mm-hmm. and one is just because you know the type of art I'm in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy to see him stamping the youth like that, like saying, hey, I get what the youth are listening to. This is for y'all. Yeah. He's not serving the old heads who are not pushing and impacting and pushing the culture forward. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, the youth, y'all are going to be the ones here forever. So it's like I'm tapped into what y'all need. And, like, I'm going to give everybody else what they want time to time. But – um I'll say, uh, what, that was 7, 6, 8, 9 with 
Tizo? Uh, no, with Tizo. Tizo was Amen. The 7969 Santa, that shit, that's probably one of my favorite there songs on there. List up right there for you. Seven nine six nine Santa. That was my shit. I like that. Song. The one with Tizo and the uh, the one with Yeet. Tizo's in the end of that song though. Seven nine six nine. The dogs. My number one gotta be the Yeet one though, bro. Like it's like, but I can't say the Yeet one. It's like because Drake was not as much on it. He was a different yeah. role player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit. You know what? That's a good point. He was a role player. Like he. But the thing is, is that even Drake being a role player is like, it's. It's gonna do numbers. It's gonna do his. Like he's so he's so good that him being a role player is like, it's like asking like LeBron James or fucking Magic Johnson to hit you with the assist, giving giving you the best fucking pass, the fucking best assist. Or it's like or it's like Warhol working with one of his painters, or Virgil working with the uh, designers. It's like even if. Boosting they weren't hands-on. They collaborated with yeah. this artist to make the great product, and Yeats expressing an energy that Drake agrees with, you know what I mean, on the track. So it's like, you, you let him know what it and is. To like. your point, though, Drake, he, he does a good job of, like, keeping up with the young artists and being still, like, he still makes music for his core fan base, but he does do what the youth wants. And he gives them that type of music. And that's how you stay relevant. Like you said, that's how you push shit forward. And you stand with that. And Yeet's another example of that. He fucking... Yeah, he's one of the hottest yeah. out. You know, he's one of the hottest artists out right now that Drake was like, here, come on. Let me let me show you how... Gotcha. Let me show you how we could do it. And even, <laughs> even someone... C, he wasn't on the album, but he's been rolling with Central C a lot. That's true. And opened even, up. And I even saw, someone who... I saw Central C opened up. Yeah. Did you? Oh, nice. He's opened up for him a few times. And even uh, for someone as, you know, profound in the game as Cole, J. Cole on that track, that's J. Cole's first, you know, first number one. And J. Cole's a fucking staple in the game. Like, this ain't no, this isn't no wannabe or new or coming up artist. He is a fucking, yeah. He's like, you know what, J. Cole, you've been struggling enough. He's like, and I mean, and Drake, Drake's been, you know, supporting Cole for a long time. Like, listen, I think you're, I think you're great. I think you're one of the greats, like, and that, and, and this is his. It's been his competition. I mean, Cole and Kendrick. Like. But J Cole has said. But J Cole, he described it so perfect. He said, "Me looking at Drake, that's the Spider Man meme." Yeah, that's like, that was a good bar. That was a good that shit like, was hard. Like fam, like Drake played another different role on that. On that, he wasn't trying to compete against J yeah, Cole. He wasn't going, on that, they were going bar for bar compete, without like, trying. It's not even that he's and J Cole saying like who who's the hardest MC me K Dot or Ari like but come he on said, I feel like Muhammad, but right now I feel like Muhammad Ali so right, that was, that was but that's like, also that was giving props and then also but like but I know I'm the shit still like and I mean, that's why what Drake you gotta do what yeah. you gotta do. that's why Drake rock with J Cole and that's why certain artists rock with certain artists because yeah. it's like we'll get around each other and it's healthy competition because we're dogs and we're gonna push the art further. But it's like we're not looking at each other like to the point where yeah. we can't come on yeah. tracks like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, shout out Ye, uh, Ye, Ye, a big, you know what I mean? Impact and influence. Yeah. You know, we don't get kind of like damn near Drake if we don't have Ye. No, no, like, I mean, you know what I mean? So, but, but, but Drake showing love and stepping up and actually being a better leader as an artist than Ye in a lot of different ways. Like, 
you talking about I was I was at the show and I'm wa- I'm looking at a Virgil statue, but as Ye's best friend, like I understand he showed love, and Virgil kind of wouldn't even be in the same position if it wasn't for bro. But you just look at sh- shit like that, like and how the artist communicates. You know what I mean? You could just tell like Drake is really tapped into like what What's the world need, yeah. artists need. Ye is too. It's just. I mean, to me, Kanye West is. And I've said it before, he's the greatest artist of all time. As, as far as, like, what he's done in his portfolio, like, even just with the, if you just look at music, like, he, he, you can match his portfolio of his accolades with anybody. And now you go into fashion, you go into the architecture shit, you go in. Kanye West is also trying to push, but it does seem like Drake does kind of have his pulse more on the in the sense of, like, he knows how to move around the crowd a little better and a little bit more smooth and, like, appeal more to to the masses than Kanye West does because he's going to just tell you what the fuck is up and that necessarily doesn't always rub people the wrong way as far as like in like corporate circles and when you're trying to rub elbows with people and shit like that but I mean you need them both they play they play a monumental role he Drake's a curator Ye's a director yeah you know what I mean that's a great way to put it that's a great way to put it and like going off of what you're both saying I feel like Drake is you know, he's always just stayed, like we said, tapped into the next thing up. So that's why he helps push it forward so much. And that's why, like, he isn't one of these people who out here is like, you know, I mean, Cole's, Cole's famously done it, like, telling, you know, upcoming artists, like, you ain't shit. <laughs> like, yeah, when you yeah. get to my level, let me know. Yeah. Drake is helping people come up to the level because I feel like, honestly, Drake just got bored. That's I feel like, personally, I feel like Drake was like, there is no higher heights I can go. Let me might as well help the youth yes. and push music forward. And like he brings, you know, fellow artists along with him to reach new heights. And that's what I was just thinking, too. Like he's at such a point where it's like no one is touching if anyone gets to that point, like props to you. But like he like he doesn't really have any real competition. Like as far as like you could talk about who's a better rapper and shit like that. But as far as accolades and like his impact on shit, like, you can't argue that shit. You don't have to like him as an artist, or you don't have to like his albums recently that he put out. I know a lot of people shit on Honestly Nevermind, but I fuck with that shit. Yo, so it's like, that I was... I like that type of house music type shit, like that funk shit. That and so does shit. everybody's girl, so does yeah. the people in Europe. So like, does everybody's yeah. girl. Like, no shit, because it's, it's fucking... Bro, it's you, true, though. Fam, like, and what you said is like, saying this artist, I mean, this tape, moved you more than CLB and, and uh, her, loss. her loss. It was all like, he was showing, he told you, it was like, it's a story. It started with CLB, it ends with For All The Dogs. And we didn't even know, honestly, Nevermind was gonna come in. So it's like, he's just evolving. How, how can you want him to put out what he used to put out? He put out the best five best Drake tapes. He put out those, you got those, you know what I mean? Let him make what you know he want to do. do and hey. it's really you just back to the curator you yeah. could just see that he uh he's like almost lo- he's a lo- data logger like he's logging in pieces of the culture and his experiences and putting it into the music with a little selfish beat yeah. underneath Oh, before 100% I, with you on that. That was, that was, like I said, that was a good analogy that yes, sir. Kanye oh, That was a great analogy. Oh, before I forget as well, let me, let me shout these oh, people yes. out. VIP, 
VIP the brand. It's hard. Hey, it's hard seltzer. Hey, we're, getting the job done. We're trying the. Oh, we're nice. trying the bounce berry blast. Pretty fucking good. It is. It is. It's pretty like it, smooth. It tastes like a juice, yeah. but you can still have. It has a little hint of like, all right, I'm drinking an adult beverage. Like it's got that little hint of blue to it. Up. You know, we <laughs> we got it in the no hangover cup. Shout out to Tony, and uh, yeah. Appalachian water. So the crazy thing about the seltzer brand is that what they use? Is they using Appalachian water? They are using the same thing Liquid Death is using right now. Join the Royal Revolution with VIP Heart Seltzer, the kingdom's official beverage. The kingdom's official beverage. You hear that? <laughs> Crafted to defy norms, this rebellious blend of Appalachian water and charcoal mellowed vodka offers royal refreshment. Oof. Come on. Sip. Knowing <laughs> a portion right. of on. the profit support UCF athletes. NIL for man. Shout out to Hey, shout out VIP. Nah, shout out Big VIP. Yeah, this is a live, real first <laughs> big, reaction. Come on. It's the first time Let I've ever seen the brand. Herself. Nah, shout out hey, they're VIP. Good. Man. They're good. Yeah, shout out to them boys over there doing the thing, providing a so a good response. So if you want no hangover, but a good time nonetheless. If you don't want a hangover. Drink VIP. Uh, shit. But um, let's get into you a little bit. I guess we can start with, like, how how did you get into music? Like, what was, because uh, it seems like just talking about the Drake stuff, the Kanye West stuff, like, you, you, you know what you're talking about. You're not just like, oh, yeah, like, I like Drake because he sounds better. Like, just like some surface level shit. It sounds like you've got, like, some type of background information, background on it. So where did that start for you? I appreciate that. Yeah, so... I say from a little small kid, I was always like just putting crazy fits on, Mm -hmm. dancing, singing, freestyling, like laundry. I'd be doing my laundry. I'd just come (laughs) up with crazy bars, you know what I mean? Nobody around me. Um, You know, once I got into high school, I remember this one moment, um, me and my boy, we, we just brought out the bars one day and then. You just saw the whole, the whole group, our whole friend group, just start freestyling, like just for fun. Now and then, it was introduced to the culture um, of what we had going on. So, man, I was freestyling at parties in high school, like having everybody surround me, like you know, just <laughs> like real, real movie stories about it. Uh, crazy thing is, just like it was not a thing to me. To, it was hard to understand how they were getting in the studio. I always thought you had a, back in high school, like, you had to know a person to get in the studio or yeah, something like they that. make it seem like that, too. Yeah, and, like, I had an artist. Uh, we had an artist named J-Bo. Shout out J-Bo still. But, like, he it, like he had the speaker knockers. He had the OTF Nunu and the, what else? Big R.I.P. one. speaker knockers. All right, he, yes, bro. He had all these uh, enrich the kid uh, features yeah. all around us, and we we're like, bro, he was gatekeeping back then. Like they just the artists around us were not trying to serve the youth or help them. Yeah. Uh, so even I started trying to do like SoundCloud freestyles, like um, the music kind of just it's crazy. We had this in high school. We had this uh, site that we would get the newest songs and download like underground stuff like Spinrilla. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and we used to, we, we used to. Spinrilla was my shit. Yes, bro. I had all the mixtapes. And we used to like trade the music for like trading cards. 
You know what I mean? So it was always something around us that the music was connected with me and I freestyle, but I didn't really put it in the gears and the thoughts of like being an artist until like, you know, after college or during college. And then during college, I was like starting to tap into the studio, but I was realizing like them boy, like they don't really know how to put what I want together. So I started trying to self teach. I got my, myself a studio, um, couple years ago I say like you know five years ago started really really working on stuff no I say like four years ago and then it wasn't till like two years ago I really started taking like the whole artistry uh, a lot different and really being able to get in the studio or making songs even on my phone on band lab shout out band lab Steve Lacey won a Grammy off band lab you know what I mean we cutting you talking about 150 like $200. We making that like 30, 30 bucks with a producer that, you know, shows me love and takes my tracks up after I do it on the phone. And it sounds like your favorite rapper's music right now. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's true. I listen to his music. So I say my whole life, but taking it serious, just, just kind of recently for real. And I, I got into, you know, brand ownership years ago, got into creating fashion years ago. So I already had the overall like, OK, if I'm going to step as an artist, I got to create a brand for who I want to be as an artist that reflects uniquely what I believe yeah. and what I want to put out and how I really want to impact. Um, yeah, that's really it. Is there any like specific artists that you're drawing inspiration from? Like maybe from like when you were growing up, from people that you heard recently, like Yeah, so it's like when I was growing up, uh I live with my aunt, my uncle. I call them mom and dad because that's what they are. You don't need to live, you know, if you don't have mom and dad, but you know, your grandma raised you, you might look at your grandma like your mom. Like my uncle really put me on like seventies music, jazz. Yeah. Um, Those are the real ones right there. Like, like fucking put you on to some old music. Yes, bro. Like Rick, like Rick James, Nat bro. King Cole. <laughs> I'm um, Rick James, bitch. <laughs> Fuck your couch. What? So oh, I really had a very uh, untraditional. If you would talk about like a rapper, that's why I don't consider myself like a rapper. But like, I'm really an artist, artiste. But like, I really came. And had an untrad. I couldn't. I didn't really listen to rap music until middle school. Um, so I was listening to, you know, the seventies, eighties, jazz, all that good stuff. Yeah. Little hard rock, little light rock yeah. too. Because my uncle, he had a gym in the garage. He when he was working out, he would play like hard rock, light rock, like yeah. that would just be his vibe. Whatever, I pick up on it. So. You know what I mean? I actually tapped in with that like kind of emo sound of music. Yeah. Um, I remember middle school, couple couple experiences. One experience, uh, my boy Everett and his dad were picking me up for karate, and he played uh, Kid Cudi day and night. Yeah. So that that was monumental hearing that song. Yeah. And then my boy Randy Santana, he burned Lil Wayne. I'm not a human being oh, on a CD. I, I, yeah. yeah, yeah, he. What? 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 He burned. Was a hard song, but. He burned that. He burned the CD. Gave it to me. The next, the next week, there was a garage 
garage sale down the street. I, I stole an Eminem <laughs> CD. I stole an Eminem CD. I'm so sorry. Nah, facts. It was a cur- <laughs> It was like the one with the curtains on it, the red curtain. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think it was. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so I heard that. So that was like my blast off. And then the next artist that really influenced me, huge, obviously, obviously Drake. Drake was crazy. I remember my cousin playing the ride. With the weekend, this man stays singing on the way to the candy store. That's such a great song. Before watching the movie, that shit changed my life, fam. And I'm talking about like freshman year. Like now, I'm talking freshman year. So freshman year, I'm listening to the ride. I'm listening to that. So I'm like appreciating all the, you know, stuff that my uncle showed me mixed with the mixed with the rap and what Wayne was doing. And then X is you know XXX right? His his drug dealer. Show me Chief Keef. Oh, shit. Chief Keef, yeah. huge. It's so freshman fun. year. Uh, we, we on the same football team, bro. Like, um, bro, show me Chief Keef. It, it was up. So it's like, that's also where you might hear, like, some of that, the energy that I get. That's a very real place. When Lil Durk and Chief Keef were really just starting to pop off. And it was yeah. crazy because Chief was just him for so long. And then... It's crazy to see Dirk get his love too, just being like, yeah, you know, out, a supporter. He was a late bloomer a little bit. For real, but yeah, Dirk had put put the work in. He was out yeah. for years before. Don't happen overnight. He got he fucking like. Damn right, I feel like out. I feel like people knew Dirk, but like to get where he's at now yeah. and his main yeah, mainstream love said, like, has been when he years. First came out his first two years, if you would have said he was gonna have like hit songs like he has now, I probably you probably would have said no. But it seemed like he was kind of stuck in that. He was stuck in a lane for a while. He was stuck in a gray area of, like, has potential, but, like, he's still, like, kind of underground rapper type shit. It was almost like he was... I'm not going to say who officially got him out, but you know who helped him? (laughs) The boy himself. (laughs) Fucking Drake. Elevated this man, Dirk, to new levels. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, like we said, Dirk was putting in the work on his own. Like, Facts. It, it's not Facts. like he just got a lucky break. Facts. Like, he had put in a body of work that most people already held him to that regard. Yep. But uh, for the masses, he didn't get to that regard until Drake had him on a song. Yeah, there you go. Hey, sometimes you need a little boost. Sometimes yeah. you get. But yeah, I, I stayed listening to fucking. Yeah, you you're more on him than I. I was on I was on shit all that shit early. <laughs> I was on Chief early, Dirk. Um, Shit, even Lil Reese, <laughs> but nah, Lil Reese crazy. <laughs> but uh, but nah, nah, I heard all of them. Migos, I was on Migos. I was probably the first one on Migos. Honestly, like I was the first one in my city, just really to put people on Juice. I Juice World was hard too. When he can't like, I fucked with Juice. That's another one that you know I love their music. Where you Where you from originally? Uh, born uh, New York, born in New York, lived in Puerto Rico for a little bit when I was a baby, and then um, really just grew up in Oviedo. Oviedo, okay. So, where'd you go to high school, Oviedo? Uh, I went to high school at Haggerty, and then uh, my senior year, I went to Oviedo High School. Okay. So, I did go to both schools. Sure. Well, we went to good old Lake Howe. Sure did. Sure did. What? Go <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. Uh, Brandon Marshall home. Yeah, that is true. That is true. We got some NFL players that came out of there. Fucking uh, a linebacker that played for the Giants when they won the Super Bowl in 07. What was his name? Something Mitchell. It was like some island type name. I can't remember. Taggarty had a hell of basketball players. Now you ain't forgetting about Jordan's uncle. 
Smith. That's true. But he, like, by the time he got to the Granted, league, he was, he was already yeah, hurt. he was. He got injured in, in college twice. Yeah. Man, you know, there's NFL talent all around here. Yeah. Like, yeah. every high school yeah. in. Especially more recently, or too. Florida. Like in the last 10 years, more in Central Florida. Man, like Florida, bro. Central Florida, South Florida. I mean, South Miami always. They've yeah. been putting players in there. Shout out every. <laughs> Florida DB, man. Y'all y'all a different breed. If you a Florida DB, just reach you, bro. You're a different breed. What position you play in high school? DB. I play nickel. I play free. Play punt return. Play corner. Um, they called me the Badger. The Badger? They called me the Badger. They called me the Husky Badger, man. It was a different time. It was a different time, for. That's a good nickname. It was a different time, for real. Good old football. That did fucking shape the the youth a lot. Football was a fucking important part of my life as well. That shit was uh, good team building. Taught you to fucking be selfless, all that good shit, discipline, and all that. And, you know, a lot of my friends that I, you know, yeah. I, I met playing football, they're still, you know, they're still my friends to this day. So very dear friends of mine. So, but yeah, played good old basketball. Fuck <laughs> that football shit. No, I liked football. I fucked with football. I just never. I just never – I didn't mind it. I just never tried. Like, I never tried out for high school football. Like, I was like, I had other shit going on. Plus, high school was a different time. So, doing some other things. I should have focused on sports, but I was, I was too busy growing. I was growing up. I grew up too quick. And these boys are local? Yes, sir. They – how long have they been out for? How long have they been doing this work? You know? I'd say, shoot, like maybe two years. Two years? Shoot. I have to speak to these gentlemen. Shout out VIP. They already want to talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like, we got to sh- like, show them love. They're going to show it's us It's always love. been wild to me how people get into, like, fucking, like, making seltzers or brewing beer or, like, shit like that. Like, kind of, not, like, off the wall shit, but a little bit, like, like, you kind of, how do you I get mean, into that type shit? I mean, think about back in the day. Think about the good old prohibition days. <laughs> the <bootleggers>. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking shit got outlawed and boom, everyone learned how to make it. I mean, it's not like they should get outlawed. But I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> you're like, I wonder how people get into it. That shit's never died. People still do it. People right. get into the brewing companies. People, and I mean, it's a, it's a different form of art in a sense. That is true. Cause like, know, exactly. Is that what that counts Yeah. I mean, I would, I would think beverages could count. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, everyone's got a different form of art and artistry. And that's another actually going off of artistry. That's what I wanted to ask you about. When you listen to something, like, does that factor into, like, the way you listen? Like, for example, we'll go back to the Drake album. Does that factor into the way you're listening to the albums? Yeah, definitely. Because, because I definitely, I'm not on the outside of it. I'm in it. I actually create it every day for years so and you know people are artists in ways they don't even understand so i'm not saying people wouldn't understand but i'm just saying like some people do get it some people don't and if you hear artists not operating at let's let's just say at a place where you know they could operate at i would break it down like a coach break down film and be like okay is it because he's trying to experiment? Is it because he's trying to do this, that, the third? Like, it's all subjective. And to me, to, in the art community, to be able to judge, you have to have 
principles, you have to have deliverables, you have to have like business you can stand on. Like if not, you're just a mainstream opinion that will go in the wind and doesn't really influence anything. And that's where we go back to him just kind of like people saying, oh, make a tape your own age, Drake. (laughs) Fam, he's not serving y'all old people. Y'all old people, we love you maturity you know what i mean we crown you we give you you know elders in the community but like you're not the future so we're paving the future we're serving the the future of this so as artists um i i look at it so much different as somebody that wants to actually impact and inspire for the future and understand what the youth like i'm the one chilling with the youth playing some basketball games with nfl players like you know what I mean? Like, we, we're close to the youth. To be close to the youth is close to the future, to the pulse of what's going on. Yeah. And so you could insert your message. You know what I mean? Where do you think that comes from? Like, that, that want to, the want to impact the, the youth and, like, the, the want to, the want to, you know. Push it forward? Yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's definitely my story. It's definitely my story the people i've been around that have had positive impacts on me negative impacts on me uh the life i've experienced the mistakes i've made uh it's all changed the outcome of that north star that i'm aiming for um so just understanding that when i was a youth understanding that being a problem solver and we all look back like oh i wish i could have done this that the yeah. third it's not that like you can't and you going got, back with the information you have now yeah exactly just we being able to being able to assess your damn near childhood traumas like being able to assess your situation and be self-aware of yourself you know these are these are these are the things the kids the youth need to learn that will put them farther ahead so then they could actually like make an impact in society and understand you gotta maybe you could work this type of job while you you can build this type of business you know what i mean so it's like there's so many different things for the youth uh like one story for me i'll say stuck out is i lived in one of the best neighborhoods in the world like top 10 rated for years in the world, like neighborhood, like I couldn't walk, I I jump over the bridge, um, not the bridge, I jump over the fence and from my neighborhood and I go, (laughs) 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 this man jumped off a bridge, (laughs) jumped over the fence, all right, we back on, we back on. uh, I leave my house, I walk down the street, I jump over the fence, I walk to the market and there's a fire market, and I look across the street, and there's people training for football, right? Yeah. So as a kid, I'm just thinking, like, oh, I just got to play football, and hopefully I'll get a scholarship. Bro, if I could walk next to the market and there is an art gallery, I would have started designing then. Yeah. I was already doing comic books. I was already, like, designing, drawing comic books as a youth. I was already very artistically inclined, but like i'm saying just these little just knowing that you can do it is a big difference in somebody's life and i always you know just wanted to play that part in however i could 
with a brand, with the business, with a mindset. And I always knew it was like a mindset you had to have too. And you could spread that to others that could stay with them. And now, you know, they're changing other people's lives. So I just want to help people know that they could do whatever they're thinking about, dreaming about. Don't just dream about it. Plan it out. Execute it. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it's going to happen. If you see it, it was shown to you for a reason. That's the whole thing is if you could see it, then you could actually achieve it. Yeah, and I mean, we just talked about this on a past episode. Consistency. Showing, like, just like you said, you saw something and you were like, oh, I want to do that. Being consistent at it. I'm sure after that day, you spent hours upon hours upon hours practicing and perfecting your craft in football. And just like you said, imagine if you saw something earlier about like someone was like oh hey you want to hop on a track or oh hey you want to record something what you probably would have you know took off in a whole different direction and that's a good message to put on the youth like yes you can do whatever you want to do that is a that is the most real statement out there it's just who and the people and where you put yourself and the positions you put yourself in positions you surround yourself in are going to shape what you want to do said that really that sticks out because you see a lot of people I mean young old fucking middle of their life any any walk of life that lack that fucking key and it's a skill that you can learn that's the thing people think that you just either have it or you don't know being aware of what's going on being aware of yourself that's something you can learn that's something that I had to learn so it's like the fact that you you say that and that's something that you want to push and feel like that people need to learn is fucking you know, that's beautiful and refreshing to hear because not a lot of people think like that. Not a lot of people are going to mention the self-awareness and, and focusing on what you can fix about yourself to then help other people and push other people forward. What? So, like... That's love. Know, the fact that you, can, that you realize that shit and the younger you can realize that shit, the easier life will be for you. But think about how I could put it in the art now. You know what I mean? Think about how, you know, I could get people to so tapped into it and, like, how can you put self-awareness into music? Like, these are all things that artists have been doing, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think me being an artist has a unique, I have a unique advantage to be able to actually, you know, make a change in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can you can reach masses that, you know, a normal average everyday Joe might not ever be able to hit. You know, just by people fucking with your sound or, you know, enjoying the music you're putting out or enjoying the message you're portraying. Knowing how to get the message yeah, you could you could easily become, you know, anywhere from, you know, a normal person being able to see, like, say, say or talk to 100 people in a day. Right. You being an artist, you could reach thousands, mm. you know, hopefully so soon you could reach millions mm. and you just keep going from there. And you could, you know, that's how you get your message out to the world. And right. I mean, this is for instance, we're we're not saying no hangover is the biggest platform ever. But me and Eric, we have a platform where. We have a message and we portray it to the world, and you know, thousands of people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> of people can hear it. <laughs> yeah, it so hopefully, good. one day it's tens of thousands and hundreds yes, of thousands and millions of people. Yeah. Definitely will be. It's just yeah, putting our, no putting ourselves in the you know, <laughs> putting ourselves in those positions to connecting ourselves with the right yeah, people. Yeah, like for instance, good. yourself. Like our even how we got you. Like Eric was saying, this is kind of a quick process. Even how we met and how you got on the podcast all happened fast, but that was a, like, it was a genuine interaction. Yeah. You know? There was, nothing, there was nothing, like, artificial or, like, nothing that was, like... Yeah, you didn't seek out for me. I didn't seek out for you. Shit just happened, and it was like, 
You're a dope ass person. Yeah, <laughs> I fuck with you. No, no, no cats. And that's the, and that's the type of shit that we want to push, anyways. Like, yeah, you know, like life ain't always gonna be like that. And sometimes you gotta fake it until you get to a certain point, and then you, you know, the relationship blossoms from there. But like, I mean, we it's on our Instagram, like it's unscripted, uncensored, you know, all that shit. Like we want shit to be just like this yeah. is life. This is what it is. Like, yeah, this is a real conversation. You know, shit's gonna what? be good. Shit's gonna be bad. It's what you make of it. It's you know, you take your experiences and. You build on that how you want to build on it. And I just think it was so funny the way it happened because I've been in that exact situation more, but I was on the other side. Like, I was on your side. Me and Eric have been in the sauna before talking to <laughs> random people like, hey, you listen to podcasts? Like, we've shit. we've done that so many times. Yeah. And the one random time I'm listening to a Drake album, you tell me, you listen to the Drake album? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we just start that conversation. Right. Five, and then fucking five. you know something as simple as Drake starts a conversation, and then you got into your music, and then I got into the podcast, and boom, now five. look, now look at us. Meant to be, and we repping big VIP, <laughs> hey. big VIP. Cool. This man told you he had bars. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that flowed right into that. Yo, that's hard. Damn. Oh, now we repping VIP. Okay, <laughs> cool. That shit. Well, that was a fucking. That was a nice transition. Didn't even mean it, fam. Y'all better like, fucking put the boy on. I mean, you see the VIP. VIP we got VIP above us. VIP oh, on each side of that's us. All, that's the life of living. VIP. Hey. And X-rated. And X-rated. Hello. X-rated. Facts. Synergy. Yeah. Good stuff, brother. Good stuff. How you feeling? Good. 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 Feeling. Feeling the synergy. <laughs> Let's 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 get in a little more of your music before we uh before yeah, we wrap it up. We don't want to give people too much, you know. We're gonna have to have you on again. Facts, get you to talk facts. some more. But what's the most recent uh, project, single, album, whatever it is that you put out? Uh, we just put a little tape out called Rom Com. I saw that. That cover. That cover was pretty hard. That's love. That's love. You are gonna see me in a purple suit soon? Like, who knows? Hey, <laughs> Prince. What up, my boy? <laughs> nah, facts. <laughs> Um, definitely, definitely odes to just, you know, the music I like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like music I like, you know, fast tempo, kind of just giving you a little bit more of me. Um, just showing you, you know, this, a different sound, just trying to find different sounds, say different bars. I'm getting to different processes. Um, rom-com, we got a show coming up November 1st. I'm be opening up for Wi-Fi Funeral and Young Mike. Um, definitely push up. Uh, link in bio. Gonna Orlando. It's going to be Orlando. Y'all have a venue already or not? Yeah, they got a, they got a venue. Well, when you can let us know the details, yeah. we'll let y'all know the details. For sure. Get the people out there going, listen. Do you, do you feel like, uh, how do you feel about performing your shit live? Like, do you get nervous? Do you, like... I know performing it in the studio and then going out and performing it in front of people, I'm sure it's a different vibe, a different... So, I, I'm, I'm going to be transparent for sure. Uh, it's been a process for me. Yeah. Um, it's in me innately. Yeah. Uh, when I'm in the bathroom looking at the mirror yeah, yeah. and I'm listening to my music, I'm doing it word for word. So understanding why I can't replicate that same thing on the stage in front of people is just a matter of going to showcases, being at perform getting into performances, opening up uh 
for artisan then also i got 15 minutes today bro before when i wake up when i go to bed bro i'm in the mirror like tapped in on that so the, it's crazy you watch the little baby documentary they explain like it was a process for him to perform some artists literally could just do it off the muscle and it's lit and it's that's fire some artists are not really the best at performance and then some artists ha can work and then they could be a really good performer so i definitely am looking forward to have an evolution uh to my performing one of my uh my brother's close brother uh he he's a dancer influencer and model um so we we be dancing we be lit we i know how to do it but being on it just means so much to me to be in front of people that it's like it has to just i want them to really feel what i'm saying so it, it's just a whole thing to be able to perform when when i'm punching in and doing the music it's literally like you're punching in so it's like you're saying so much right. in a time gap so then I got to say this lyric, but not that lyric. So you don't think I'm off on lyric. Like it, it means a lot to me to become the best performer I can be. So I don't let the fans down type shit, but it's definitely, I'm, I'm getting better with it for sure. I enjoy it naturally. So I enjoy it so much to the point where it's like, I'm trying to be on some Travis Scott, Uzi, like how they perform. Like that's how I feel when I'm making, yeah, making the music. That's what I'm saying. And th that's what it means to me as, as far as being raff to be able, like I'm going to be, have to be able to perform yeah. like that. So have you seen any of the, cause I follow Travis Scott on Instagram. He's posting on his tour and shit. Have you seen any of the videos that he's posting and shit? Like the fucking atmosphere that he creates looks yep. fucking insane. Like yep. the crowd control that he has is like crazy. second to none. That shit is wild. It's crazy. It really I want to go. Like, the only person who had better crowd control, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Come on, man, yeah, Queen, yeah, bro. bro. That's some like, yeah, that's, that's that's but that's crazy. what it is. It's like the odes to the rock stars. Yeah. It's the odes to having crowds around you singing the same energy, the same tune, the same lyrics. Is like that is a part. That is the biggest part of part of the artistry that Damn, for me a yeah, rock star lifestyle rock star shit i mean we we're talking about this on the Facts. phone earlier you get lost in that feeling it's a lot easier you know what i mean and i mean you just saying about how you're gonna do something in like a purple suit it's not like i low-key feel like that's you paying homage to like shit you listen to shit what? that you came up on you know facts and like i feel like drake saying and i mean i feel like we're kind of talking about drake a lot but comparing drake real quick i feel like he's done that before showing homage on like artists before him and like bigger names bigger rappers and even like michael jackson he's you know he's shouted out michael jackson god knows how many times now I mean, even with his beef with Pusha t he's he like openly said that the clips is one of his favorite fucking rap groups like that was one of his yeah. favorite people growing up he said either my top five are either dead or don't have it anymore yeah. He, I mean, they, that whole beef comes from that, but I mean, throughout his music, he shows that like he's a musical guy. Like he's not just a rapper. Like he's got he's he's got his hands in all different types of music, where his inspiration comes from, and, and just like his that. work. You could you could see that. And now, transitioning back to you, your work, I feel like I could definitely like I was telling you earlier on the phone. The certain songs I listen to, I know it's like your unique, you know, your own sound. But you could definitely like at least for me. I could tell where maybe some of your inspiration came from. 
like you listen to it and you're like all right i can see that and then we were talking on the phone i was like shit i fucking knew it like the more we were talking about it i was like see i knew that shit because you could feel like that energy or like that i wouldn't say you're trying to mimic it just like your own style of it but something that you could tell okay maybe this inspired you and it was a combination of the few you know so it was like, uh, yeah. you're fucking stupid. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it was, you know, it was, it was a couple of things on it. Uh-oh. And then like listening to your music, I was like, all right, I see where, I see where he's coming from. That's love. For sure. One, one day there's going to be an artist that's like, Raph inspired me. You can hear Raph and his music. So that's what, that's what I think. Well, that's, that's a good thing to strive for. That's a good thing to strive for right there. One day there's gonna be a podcast that's like no hangover fucking paved the way for us, and we're be like you know, you know we're just doing our thing. A couple years when we're in our thirties, uh, you're there. <laughs> this man's got six months. I got two. I got two years still. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. I mean, know, it's, we got people moving in the right direction, trying yeah. to do shit and trying Bless to. And it should be eye opening for the youth to see, like, you see someone doing it, you do see it. this man doing it. You just, just do he, it. That he, already, he already, he <laughs> already, nah, <laughs> I get it. He already told you, you know, he's he's not only just an artist, but in multiple, you know, he's an entrepreneur in a sense. Multiple things are going your way. Uh, you're an artist. You're fucking. You got a clothing brand. I'm sure you, you know. Like you were saying, you got other things in the mix, and it's just, Don't hey, hold you back, nah. What? Only, only where to go is up. Any, anything else you uh, want to say before we sign off? Any last words? Any message you want to give off? Man, shout out X Rated. That's the brand. That's the movement. We telling stories that have never been told before. The ones that they don't want to tell, we not scared to tell them. Um, shout out No Hangover. Shout out VIP. A lot, a lot, lot coming. A lot yeah, coming. Yeah, that shit was good. That shit was good. We got the second can open. Um, as always, everybody love everybody. And we'll see y'all next week. Game. Game. Peace. That was some good shit, dog. Good shit. You ain't scared of the moment. <laughs>